power is still on, but my camera went off. So I'm gonna go ahead and just keep on going anyway. But um, I appreciate y'all participation and y'all patience. Um, I want to make sure that I have connection on here. So I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm, if you can give me a few seconds, make sure that this is on. Okay. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going here anyway. If, uh, if y'all able to see me, if y'all able to hear me, make sure that y'all respond, please. Okay, I'm going to make sure that I have connection. Like, my camera's on, but I want to make sure I am on the social media outlets. Make sure. Yes. Okay. Okay. I see me being on. Okay. Right now, like, my screen is green. Okay. Let me see. Okay. Okay, I want to make sure that I'm on. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to speak in a way just in case y'all are able to hear me. So, um, once again, I appreciate y'all. Tonight, we want to talk about getting into our feelings. Point blank, getting into our feelings. What happens when we are, uh, say, the dangers of being led by your emotions? The dangers of being led by your emotions. You know, sometimes, sometimes we can easily make decisions, impulsive decisions. That's one thing that I always try to uh, say in making those impulsive decisions sometimes we get into that panic mode or some people some people um if you want to say that fight or flight syndrome and even though i'm not a psychiatrist or a licensed physician so to speak but one of the things that we have to look at is in those decisions or the times that we have to make a decision we have to understand what is leading us. What do I mean? One of the things I found out, a lot of times the devil will try to make us feel pressured. Sometimes the devil will try to make us feel pressured because when we're making a decision, it's either two ways that we are being driven. We're either being driven by our emotions or by our spirit. What do I mean? Our emotions are part of our soul. What is our soul? Our soul is our thoughts, uh, how we think, um, our emotions, and then also our will. That's our soul. So the devil would try to make us make decisions based upon our soul driven from our soul or our spirit meaning the spirit that God has given us in the spirit uh, which is the the tool that God used to speak through us and a lot of times the devil would try so badly to make us make a rush decision when God wants you to take a step back and observe not just the benefits but the consequences and one of the things we we realize, 
I'm gonna I'm change the screen so that way hopefully I can be able to be seen. But in making a decision, God never wants us to make a decision without consulting Him first. That's first and foremost, God wants us to consult Him in every area of our lives. And so in making those decisions, one of the things that we have to realize that the devil is going to always try to make us do something or participate in something that's going to make us fail, make us not become the person that God wants us to be, but pull us from the person that God is desiring us to be or helping us to become. So in making those impulsive decisions, sometimes the devil would try to bring quote unquote fear upon you. And most of the time, like I mentioned earlier, most of the time with that fear, we end up incorporating that fight or flight syndrome, that panic mode, making us feel like, well, you know what? I got to do this. I'm the only one that can do this. I'm the only one that can fix this problem or situation or whatever. And what happened a lot of times, we end up getting ourselves in a situation where we end up regretting it. So with that, we have to realize that when we observe whatever situation that we're in, and we observe it and just look at the whole picture of it to see, hmm, what is the origin? What is the origin of what I'm feeling? Is this something that God is sending me? Is this a message that God is telling me to do something? Or is this my emotions speaking to me? Because a lot of times the devil going to always, especially if it's something that God wants you to do, the devil going to always give you excuses and not to do it. Or if it's something that God does not want you to do, the devil going to always bring situations to make you feel like you got to do it. Of course, the devil going to always make you want to do the opposite of what God wants you to do. Because the devil going to always try to make you look at instant gratification. Instant gratification right now. Instead of long-term consequences. Understanding that whatever the devil always try to make you do is almost like a sugar rush. That's the best way to say it because the sugar rush is true. It'll give you energy right then and there, but it's just for a limited time only. And then there's going to be a big crash. Bam! That happens. Why? Because... The devil does not want you to become the woman or the man that God called for you to be. But also, he does not want you to reach the purpose and plan that God has for you. One of the things we have to remember, there's an old saying that says, The thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. But I come for you to have life and have it more abundantly. Just Jesus speaking, come for you to man. For you may have life and have life more abundantly, which means a better quality of life. Um, hopefully, y'all able to hear me. Let me see. Jesus speaking. For you to may have life. Okay, good, good, good. I was listening to the. Uh, I see myself on the video now. So now we're working. Good. So understanding that God want you to count up the cost in every decision that you're about to make. Cutting up the cost also requires you, like I said, to consult with God. Talk to God. Understand that God wants you to talk to Him. God is approachable. 
Many people think, well, you know, we serve a God that's, you know, true enough. We serve a holy, a righteous God, but also we serve an approachable God. Sometimes the devil may make you feel, or even some people who may not have your best interest at heart, make you feel that you can't approach God. And there are some people, I'm just going to put it out there. Those that know me, I'm very real, very transparent. There are some people that may be in leadership because what they're trying to do, they're trying to control you. They make you feel that you can't approach God without their consult, without their consent. You have to you have to go to them and then they'll go to God on your behalf. No. The Bible tells us to come before the throne boldly before him. Talk to God. Communicate with God. But also know God wants you to come to him for him to clean you. Get this. There is no one other than Jesus that is a mediator between you and the Father. That's it. The Bible tells us no man can come to the Father except through me. That's good. So in other words, there's nobody else that can stop or hinder me to getting to God. So in other words, if I want to go to God, if I want to accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, I'm not trying to please man. I'm trying to please God the Father. So what you have to realize, I'm sorry, what you have to realize no person that's living now can stop you from going to God. And I know, and like I said, I've heard, I heard throughout the years, throughout the years, many people, and even some, well, I just say it like this. Uh, <laughs> there was an encounter a couple of days ago where a minister, I was, um, I end up dealing with a uh, a pastor, and I guess because uh, I didn't have a pastor title, uh, it was beneath him to talk to me. Well, I found out some things about him, and that really bothered me because what if I was someone that was seeking God that may have been lost? who may have been a backslider, backslider, someone who might have wanted to find a church home. And then the encounter he had with me, it made me say, you know what? I see why some people look at some people and don't even want to go to their church, don't want to go to church. But that doesn't mean that it's right. But we have to understand that we're supposed to be Christ's representatives and if there is an opportunity to minister in love, that's the key word, in love, we need to do that. But so many people, they are so arrogant, I don't even want to deal with them. So, hmm, the main thing you made me appreciate, you made me appreciate salvation, and it made me appreciate I know who I am in God. And I found out, even with what he was dealing with, pray for him, he got a lot of things going on in his life. But, you know, hoping that even in the future, I may be able to talk to him, you know. And um, I'm going to do Matter of fact, I'm going to make that a point. So y'all will be my witness. I'm going to make it a point to doing that. I'm going to do that. 
I may even reach out to him next week. I'll do that. So, <laughs> with that being said, you know, and, and matter of fact, that even a good example because what transpired, being led by my emotions, oh, I could have got ugly with him like he did with me. I could have gave him this exact same dose or more of what he gave with me. But I had to learn somebody got to be the bigger person. I do it. I'd be the bigger person. So that way, if I become the bigger person and humble myself, they give God assets to come and fight on my behalf. Be the bigger person so that way I won't end up incriminating myself, end up saying something or doing something that I end up regretting. So I, I, I thank God for that. And so even if you think about it, even when somebody do you wrong, of course, that's a great opportunity for us to give them a piece of our mind. Oh, you know what? You want to go there? Oh, I go there with you. Yeah, that's a great opportunity. And think about it. Our flush, our emotions. Hey, look here. I mean, look here. Some of y'all might have been saved all your life. Some of y'all may, may have been delivered all your life. But I hadn't. Yeah, true enough. I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior when I was a kid. Yeah, and always understood about salvation. Yeah, salvation is great. But on the other hand, there are some things I might have been needed to be delivered from. And especially when good people, good people who may have had good intentions, a good person who always look out for the best interests of others, and those same ones are the main ones end up getting themselves disrespected. Oh, wait a minute. I tell people all the time, hey, look here. I know where the old Peter is buried at. I know the old me is buried at. You know, I try to tell you in a nice way and then you're going to disrespect me. Oh, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to have to speak to your language. I'm going to come down on your language. But I realize in coming down on their language, on their level, if you go down to their level, it removes you from your level. If you really, I mean, that sounds so simple, but when you think about it, when you step down to their level, you remove yourself from your level. Okay? When you step down to their level, it removes you from your purpose. It removes you from your focus. You think about it. A distraction. A distraction is meant to destroy. You think about it. It may not destroy you physically, but it may destroy it may destroy your good spirit, your train of thought, your focus. You think about it. That's what the devil try to do. One of the things I always say, what to say, I said earlier, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Steal you from your plan. Steal you from your purpose. Steal you from your focus. Steal to kill you and to destroy. So understanding the devil's tactics. He think he's smart. But you have to you have to think beyond him and think more like him. So thank God that a lot of times when we try to get into our feelings, sometimes we want to retaliate yeah, retaliate. But sometimes God wants you to take a step back and just look. Because sometimes there are people who end up approaching us who may end up trying to hurt us, who may try to plot something against us. 
if we look at it, that's a great opportunity for God to intervene. For us to actually see God flex his muscles for our behalf and on our behalf. A lot of times we end up questioning, you know what, God, can you work it out? You know, we want to see God move in our life. And sometimes that particular situation that the devil set up may be an opportunity that actually God set up for you to see him work on your behalf. You know, he's concerned about you. You don't listen, you don't have to be the head bishop for God to move on your behalf. Even if you just got saved day before yesterday, he wants to move for you. The same word that works for me, it can work for you. You don't have to be no uh theologian. You don't have to be no philosopher. You don't have to be no uh, bishop or apostle for the word of God to work for you. What you do, you trust God. You, whatever situation that you're facing, find what scripture that you can stand on. You believe it, you obey it, and you wait for the results. And trust God for the results. Put the responsibility on God instead of yourself. Like I said, sometimes the devil will try to deal with our emotions, deal with our mindset to make us panic, get into that panic mode for us to be able to try to take matters into our own hands or for us to be resortful in, well, you know, uh, like I said, that panic mode. You know, well, well, I got to, I got to fix it. I got to fix it. And what happened? We put ourselves into the equation. We remove God from the equation. Something to think about, you know, something to think about. So, in us, being able to look at the situation that we're in so we won't become impulsive. Not making those quick decisions. One of the things I found out, when you end up trying to make a quick decision, you're going to end up having to make another decision based upon the quick decision that you'd have made. In other words, a lot of our quick decisions are never permanent solutions. They're only temporary solutions. And a lot of times, it's just like it just like instead of fixing your car where it's a hundred percent, you do a pass job. You know, um, years ago, I my car used to have a leak in the radiator. So what do I do? Keep putting water in it. You keep putting water in the radiator. Okay, that's fine and dandy, but it's still dripping. You still got a leak. You're not fixing. You're not fixing the hole in the radiator. You're just putting water in it. Just like some years ago, I kept having to put air in my tire. And I'm like, that's a brand new tire. So I kept putting air in it until it dawned on me. I need to go to, um, what's it, Discount Tires. I went to Discount Tires for them to check it out and come to find out there was a nail in it. Okay, so I had to get the nail out and plug the tire. Now it's running. But just imagine if I had continued to keep putting the air in the tire instead of going to get going to discount tire to find out why it keep leaking imagine me keeping that nail and get this becoming aware that there's a nail in the tire but instead of me removing the nail I keep the nail in there and just keep putting the air in the tire that's what we do sometimes 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 we end up doing a patch-up job 
just like putting a what putting a band-aid on a gunshot wound. We do that sometimes. That's what our impulsive decisions end up doing in our lives. So in making in making the decisions, we have to always, like I say, consult God and everything. And then also, not just again consulting God, but waiting for his response. It's no need for us to talk to God about a problem, but we don't wait for him for the answer. And I ain't going to lie to you. Sometimes it seems like it's hard to wait on God, but come to find out. Waiting on God ain't as hard as you having to deal with the consequences of you being impatient. Being impatient gets into a lot of trouble. It gets us into a lot of trouble. And sometimes if we had went on and waited, we would have saved ourselves from a lot of problems or drama that we have thrown upon ourselves. So with that, being able to look at the decisions that we make and see if it's something that need our immediate attention or not. In other words, being able to even prioritize. Because like I said, for those who are independent excuse me sometimes the devil will try to make you feel that well excuse me you're so used to doing things on your own that you end up not receiving help from others even from God let's be honest you know (laughs) one of the things I always believe in I believe in being open and being transparent being open, being transparent as believers. It ain't just the non-believers that's going through it. It's the believers. It's the Christians. It's not just the non-Christians. It's the Christians. Those that have been in church, not just two or three days, but those that have been in church all their lives. Sometimes, because our intentions may be good, we feel like, well, you know what? Since I'm a child of God, I'm going to go ahead and do it. And we don't consult God. In every area of our life. And for every area of our life. Sometimes we just. Take matters to our own hands. Or even let's be real. Even in seeing somebody that may be in church. You see someone. Hmm. You may be single. You know what. I want to ask them out on a date. And because they go to church. You assume. You assume. That it's safe for you. To date them. Or marry them. Him or her. And then all of a sudden the thought is, well, you know, I met them in church, blah, blah, blah. Oh, they say they say, they say, you know, they say to go to Bible study and everything. But then all of a sudden you with them. And then that saying you no, know, they ask you, hey, um, can they spend the night? Oh, uh, they ask you, hey, 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 you know, how about blah, 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 you know. You're like, wait a minute. But on the other hand, we were thinking. Because we met them in a safe place, that they were a safe person. <laughs> but come to find out, we were wrong. So the devil will even try to make you think, "Oh, well, you know what? The uh, 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 it was a, it, it's good for me to date him or date her because we at church. Don't you know the devil will even link you up with people in the church just for your demise? Yes, he will. So realizing that." 
The devil ain't got no problem with you meeting somebody in church. Matter of fact, he wants you to meet certain people. Not all. He wants you to deal with certain people within the church. Because those people are the ones that were not assigned to you. Because, get this. I don't know if y'all knew this or not. But just because somebody go to church don't mean that they delivered. Let me rewind. Just because somebody go to church does not mean that they're saved. Just because somebody go to church, they're not there to focus on him. Sometimes when they have their own agenda, they may be focused on you. Some people may go to church just for recognition. They may go to a church just to network. They may go to certain churches, you know, just to find a wife or find a husband. So... Sometimes people go to church just to get what they can get out of the church financially. So the devil wants you to be linked up with them. But if it's somebody that have their focus, their attention on God and seeking God and trying to please God, those are the ones that the devil don't want you to be linked up with because you'll be a threat to his kingdom. Now, the devil wants you to go to the pretty one that may even give it up on the first night. But what about the one that's pretty too, but she may not be revealing anything? The one that seemed like, hmm, she seemed like she's a tough cookie to crack. What about the one that respects herself? Hmm. Oh, what about that guy that he look like he a nerd? Oh, well, you know, I like a rough neck. You know, he like he too soft. He like, mm-hmm. I don't know, he look boring. I used to hear that mess all the time. He look boring. Uh, uh, you know, uh, um, I had, let's be real. I had somebody tell me, well, you know, um, if, if my man don't hit me, he don't love me. Mm, yeah, I had that. And come to find out that person now, they've been with, you know, several other husbands since then. I said, Lord, thank you. I'm not with them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because that person is unstable. But so many times the devil wants you to be linked up with the wrong one. And it don't just mean pertaining to a courtship or marriage. It can even be within friendship. There are some people, you can be friends with them, and they are so uh, codependent upon other people emotionally. Have you ever had somebody, every time you deal with them, it's like they drain the life out of you? And, and like I said, we ain't talking about just boyfriend and girlfriend. We talking about friends, even the family. Every time you every time you see their number pull up on the call ID, you're like, oh, boy. Because they always want something. Or they always got some old sad story. Well, why is that? Because there are some people, they're so used to making emotional decisions. Or I mentioned earlier, always having to say the word, well, we'll figure it out, figure it out. No, uh-uh. Plan ahead, strategize. Because making decisions or impulsive decisions based upon your emotions, based upon uh, whatever situation that you're in, 
that can actually cause you more harm than good. You know, with making those decisions, a lot of times the devil will even try to make you think about past situations that occurred to make you feel like, well, you know, you you, you got you, you got you to do it this way now. Instead of God maybe telling you, just wait, wait. And I know sometimes that's the hardest word to hear, but that's the best word to receive. Receive it and, and obey it. Wait. Wait on God. Because we have to understand that God has our best interest at heart. God knows way more than we do. And he knows what's best for us. And he has what's best for us. And I know y'all looking at me. I'm looking at y'all. But also I'm looking at myself standing right there. A lot of things that I may be telling y'all, I may, I'll tell myself too. You know, I talk to myself. I got to talk to myself. Before I minister to others, I minister to myself. So, in waiting on God, in trusting God with whatever that we may be desiring, even, like I said, it may be business, it may be uh, just whatever your heart desire. Being able to consult God and not make impulsive decisions because impulsive decisions are temporary decisions, not permanent decisions. And so with that, understanding that God wants you to be able to not just trust him, but also receive that abundant life that he has for us. He Listen, he already have our life planned out. But based upon the choices that we make, we end up altering the plans that God has for us, the the best plan, and we end up getting a complimentary plan. Not based upon God's word, but based upon our consequences. You understand? But God is gracious enough, he's gracious enough to even help us in whatever decision that we made. And one of the things I always think about that scripture where it tells us if you acknowledge him in all your way, he shall direct our paths or make our pathway straight. Meaning, even if you did not consult God in the beginning of a situation, it means when you come to your senses, just like the prodigal son, he didn't have to leave the house. He had everything he needed right then and there. But he wanted to go ahead and get his inheritance and go and party hearty. But when he was in a hog pen, when he came to his senses, he went back home. And so the same thing with you. When you come to your senses, regardless if you're in a pig pen or you you in your third or fourth relationship or with your fifth or sixth child or whatever, when you come to your senses, go to God. Don't feel like it's too late for you. This, as long as you are breathing, there's still time. There's still time for you to repent. Get yourself right with God. Get yourself right with yourself. Get your right, get yourself right with God and yourself, and allow Him to help you turn your life around. So, with that, being able to understand the decisions that we make, it could be costly. And like I said, the devil wants us to make quick decisions. I look at it like this: anytime you have to make a decision and they don't give you time to pray or consult God about it, those are the decisions you need to leave alone. Those are the things you need to leave alone. When people try to uh, uh, pitch you a sale, you need to do this. I, I, I sent it to you right now. I sent it right now. Those people. Mm -mm. 
Because you know, maybe a limit. Anytime people don't want you to consult God, think about it. Anytime people don't want you to consult God, they're trying to give you something that did not come from God. Point blank. Point blank. I don't care if they supposed to be a Christian or not. Anytime somebody do that, if they are not allowing you to consult God, stay away from them. Avoid them. And you ain't got to explain anything to them. The main thing is, you deal with God the Father for yourself. Deal with God. Talk to God. Jesus is there to intercede for you. I didn't say man. It's, now, don't get me wrong. It's good to have intercessors that pray for you and all this and all that. But we have to be in a point where we need to know how to get to God for ourselves. And that's through his son, Jesus Christ. That's what we need to do. And so, when you start dealing with people to tell you, well, you know, no, 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 you need to consult me. Oh, look here, look here. I have one responsibility, and that's with my son right now. But even me being a father, is my responsibility to introduce him to his real father, which is God himself. So, when people that are supposed to be ministers or Christians or whatever understand we serve the same God. They're not your God. I'm not your God. I tell people don't worship man. You worship God. Worship God through his son Jesus Christ. I don't want nobody to be coming to depend upon me to heal them when I'm not the healer. Look here. I'm just a reference to point people to him. Same thing with others. That's what the church is about. The church is to let, first of all, the church, the building itself, some of the buildings are closed. It's fine and dandy. But the real church is us. So right now, because of this pandemic, we might be having church online. We might be having church um, you know, outside or whatever. But just because the building is closed doesn't mean that the church is closed. The church is still operating 24-7. And guess what? God may wake you up in the middle of the night and say, Hey, I want to have some church. I want to look, I want to commune with my with my son. I want to commune with my daughter. And he wanna to talk to us. And like I said, God is approachable. He wants us to consult him in everything pertaining to our life. Everything pertaining to our life. There's nothing that's unimportant in God's eyesight pertaining to you. Nothing. You know, um, I love my son and I know my mom. My mom love, um, excuse me, my son, mother, love uh, my son and her son and everything. But I will feel, I will feel bad as a father if my son feel like he can't talk to me. And you think about it. If you have a child right now and imagine you finding out that your child feel like they can't talk to you because you don't listen. Would that hurt you as a parent? Would that hurt you? Yeah. 
and especially when you have tried to show the with the best of your ability, you tried to show them, hey, I'm here for you. Well, just imagine how our spiritual father feels when we don't want to go to him. So many people, they may feel like, well, you know, my sins are too bad. I'm sick. Listen, God is there to clean you just like just like the prodigal son I was speaking about earlier. When that prodigal son was coming home, that father was out there waiting on him. And he greeted him, regardless of him smelling like swine, <laughs> regardless of him smelling like the hogs. He kissed him. He hugged him and kissed him. And then he told his servants, we're going to wash him and give him the finest wardrobe and kill the fattest calf and give him his ring. So, understand, God is there to help you and want to talk to you about whatever situation that you're in. He wants you to consult him because right now it's time for us to start making wiser decisions because these decisions that we've made in the past have caused us harm. We still deal with the consequences of our actions in the past. Why continue it? Allow God to help you by you renewing your mind, your thought process, understanding what you've been doing has caused you so much harm and you trying to fix it and continue to make the wrong decisions on helping you or hurting you and not just hurting you, but hurting you and those that love you and those that you love. Every decision that I make, what I think about as a father, every decision that I make is also going to influence my son. It's just like right now, let's just say if I want to invest all my money into a restaurant or a juke joint, I get all my money. But even though I may have gotten my money out of my bank, but because of my son looking at me and my son is depending upon me for me to raise him, that's not all my money. That's his money too. So understand that I have a responsibility. You have a responsibility. We have to make better decisions in our life. And it starts with the way we think. We need to change the way we think. The Bible tells us, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The word transform is a word that means metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. Listen, metamorphosis means process. In other words, we have to process our thinking and look at every detail under God's microscope, not yours, because yours is dusty, yours failed. We have to change the way we think right here. And when we change the way we think, then we'll operate better in how we feel. Understand that we don't go by our feelings. See me. It's just like when a person deal with business, a real business person, they say, hey, it ain't nothing personal, it's business. So understand that the same thing pertaining to us. You know, God has our best interest at heart. And when it comes down to seeking the purpose of plan God has for us, oh, it's nothing personal, but I'd rather choose God's method than mine 
or somebody else's because it will fail you. And especially, like I say, end up going to a making an emotional decision or an impulsive decision, we end up regretting it. That's why that old saying, um, don't make any decisions when you're in the heat of the moment. Or, think about this, don't go to the grocery store when you're hungry. <laughs> Same thing. Why? Because subconsciously you may end up getting junk food that you don't need. And you over you overlook the things that you do need, the essential things. But when you go to when you go to the store and you've already been satisfied, you've already eaten, then you can be able to make some wiser decisions and not only on what you're gonna get, but what you'll get, you even be able to make some cost cutting decisions that's gonna benefit you and the family. So, no longer make these decisions that will end up hurting us along the way. Understand that God wants us to be led by His Spirit instead of our emotions. Being led by God's Spirit and also realizing God wants God when God speaks to you, God will speak to you in a small, still voice. And even matter of fact, if you put your hand right below your navel, when you begin to start feeling, God will speak to you and show you things. He may show you in a vision. He may show you in your dreams. But the main thing is being able to give everything to God and let Him give us the results of what decision we need to make. So with that being said, um, I hope that we understand that making decisions based upon our emotions will cause us more harm than good. And especially the older you get, the more mistakes that you make, the harder it is to recoup from the mistakes that you've made in the past. Every decision that you make, like I said, it not only affects you, but affects everyone that you love and everyone that loves you. Every mistake that we make, it may it may alter even our reputation. We represent Christ and also we represent each other. I represent my family. I represent my job. I represent so many things. In every decision that I make, I have to count up the cost. If I'm supposed to do that, we all supposed to do that. We have to make wiser decisions. And that's that's why God wants us to line up everything with his word. The Bible tells us, try the spirit by his spirit. Line up everything and allow God to spiritually examine it. Allow God to tell us the results of whatever decisions that we make. So that way we can make healthier decisions. So what we're going to do, we're going to uh, revisit this topic again. And I wanna, I'm going to make sure to find out what the problem was. I don't know. But I know, <laughs> you know, even when you look at situations, especially when it comes down to the show, when it comes down to the shows that deal with the, de- uh, the devil business the devil gonna always try to interfere into your business to sabotage so you may be the one that God may be trying to reach to let you know before you make a hasty decision consult him you know I- I'm I'm aware of every time every time 
I end up getting ready to, like, good example, every time I get ready to minister at a church or wherever, every time I get ready to minister somewhere, whenever I get to work, I always get stuck in the elevator. Yeah. I found out the devil does that to try to bring fear. Now, at first, I didn't know why. But then when it hit me, God began to start showing me. Every time you get ready to do something, every time I get ready to go on an assignment that God is sending me, the devil will always try to destroy the message by getting rid of or scaring the messenger or placing fear in the messenger. Now, that's just a way, you know, if it happens to you, then you're able to become aware of it. But I know, I know with me, I know how God may deal with me. God may communicate with me. I know even pertaining to how the devil may try to throw some booby traps or whatever. And understanding, you got to look at it from the spiritual eyes, not the physical eyes. Somebody start acting crazy, you know, all of a sudden out the blue. Oh, oh, it's not them, but it's the devil within them. Oh, the devil trying to use them to distract me. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. We have to recognize that. So that's why God wants us to be able to understand who we are and whose we are so we can be able to understand the tricks that the devil tried to put before us so we won't become distracted. So with that being said, I hope and pray that we make wiser decisions pertaining to the decisions that we're going to be making regardless if it's matters of the heart or matters of the <clears throat> matters of the pocketbook. Whatever decision that you make, don't be so quick to give an answer. Make sure you're quick to give God the problem instead of giving people the answer. First, first, what? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you, which means all these things shall chase you down. In other words, consult God in every area of your life every area even those who may be watching right now you might be getting ready to make a business decision and it seems like it's the right thing to do but did you consult God about it okay you consulted God about it you told God about it but did he respond did he tell you what to do because whenever God tells us what to do he gonna always strategize and give us how to do it if you have to try to come up with a method to get it done. You might need to revisit that and go back to God, talk to God. And not only telling God, you know, what you know, what should you do, but asking God to help you to show you how to do it. Asking God to help you in if you should do it, and then let him tell you how to do it. These are the things we have to think about. Because, like I said, life is too short for you to still repeat the same mistakes over and over and over again. So, this is the time for us to line up everything with the Word of God and trust that God is going to answer. And so, I hope and pray that we take these things seriously. Even those who may be considering dating someone or marrying someone, did you consult God about it? Understand that if God say yes, yeah, oh, He's gonna give you confirmation upon confirmation, and you're gonna see His fingerprints. 
But if you're trying to take matters to the old hands and maybe even think, well, you know, I can change him. No woman can ever change a man. No man can ever change a woman. And actually, that's not even love. That's parenting. So even those who may be in a relationship or those who may be considering a relationship, who may be considering, you know what? Nah, I'm I'm going to be with him, you know, or, you know, everything going to work out. Remember, God know long term. God already know if y'all a perfect fit or y'all are toxic to, towards each other. He may be toxic. You may be toxic. Y'all just may be toxic amongst each other. But the key thing is that you consult God. And also, if you consult God and whatever God may tell you, if God tell you yes, not just pertaining to courtship, but even pertaining to that business, there's always going to be some godly attributes with it. But if I'm supposed to be a Christian and this young lady is uh, asking God about me, I'm not going to be doing anything outside of God's will. Anything that anything that's requiring you to go outside of God's will ain't from God. So we have to examine God with everything pertaining to our life. And so just in case you may have some concerns. We're going to give it to God. The Bible tells us, cast all of our cares upon him. He cares for us. He loves you. He's concerned about you. Give it to God. Trust him in every area of your life. And also understand that when you leave it with God, you leave it in the best hands. Even those who may have other things Whatever it is, we're going to give it to God. We're going to hold him up in prayer. Dear Father, we come to you right now. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. God, we come to you right now, God. We acknowledge, God, that we need your help right now, God. Forgive us, God, if there's any sin, anything that's in us is unlike you, God. We ask you, Lord, to forgive us, God. Cleanse us and make us whole. God, we thank you for your forgiveness. We receive your forgiveness. And God, we ask you, Lord, to help us, God, to not make quick decisions without consulting you, God. Help us, God, to trust you in every area of our life. Help us, God, to give you access to our lives right now, God. God, we ask you, Lord, and we surrender our will and our ways to you, God. God, those who may have made bad decisions in their past, God, God, help them, God, to forgive themselves right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we ask you to help us, God, to not make impulsive decisions, God, but make wise decisions, God. God, help us, God, to count up the cost of any and every decision that we're making right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind everything the devil stands for. We send it back to the pits of hell right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we're speaking right now, God. God, we holding up uh, Sanders right now, God. We holding up Sanders right now, God. You holding him up right now, God. God, we ask Lord to help him, God, in every area of his life right now, God. God, even he got the news of the uh, um, the cancer, God. We speaking, God, that you help him, uh, Martin Sanders, right now. Hold him up right now, God. Hold him up, Pete, God. Hold him up right now, God. Help him, God. Help him, God. Help him help his family right now, God. Holding him up before you right now, God. God, let him know, God, that you love him, God. And we love him, God. And we appreciate him, God. Encourage his heart, God. Encourage his mind right now, God. Strengthen him right now, God. Strengthen him mentally, physically, even financially right now, God. God, center him around people that's going to love on him and support him right now, God. In the name of Jesus, wipe every tear from his eyes right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we even speaking, God, even to the Lynch family right now, God. 
Continue to hold them up right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, strengthen them, God. Comfort them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, even in their grief right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you center them around people that's going to minister. Anybody that may be trying to frustrate anything, anybody that may try to come that's un unlike you, God. God, we speaking, God, that you block them from that right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, even the Lewis family, God, comfort them, God. Be with them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, even speaking, God, those who may be sick, God, physically sick, touch and heal their bodies right now, God. God, we even speaking right now, God, even with this virus that's going on, this coronavirus right now, God. God, we speaking, God, you know the elements, God, that are going on, God. God, you know about this pandemic right now, God. So, God, we speaking, God, that you protect us right now, God. Continue to protect us, God, and help your people to use wisdom, God. God, help us, God, to even not just... uh. uh protect us God but even help us God to be uh, using wisdom God and, and love and respect other people God God those who may be um, not wearing a mask God those who may not even like to wash their hands God even those who deliberately try to do things to hurt people God touch their heart and give them the desire to do the right thing right now in the name of Jesus we bind everything the devil stand forward send it back to the pits of hell and we thank you Lord for healing and, and helping us every area of our lives right now God we thank you Lord for everything you've done everything you're going to do in Jesus name we pray we say amen 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 I thank each and every one who tuned in and just in case um just in case you hear anybody that may need prayer or whatever I think you're welcome to inbox me or whatever. But feel free to reach out to me on Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Brother, spelled out Brother, Prater, P as in Paul, R-A-T as in Tom, E-R. You can catch me on Facebook. You can catch me on um, my website at www.brotherprater.com. On my website, you will see my daily devotions and upcoming events personal appearances also you can go to the store section where you can purchase my book a few good men a path to godly fatherhood also my current book the girl who was her brother's keeper which is a tribute to my uh lovely sister sheila prater so feel free to contact me and know that i'm praying for you all i love y'all dearly god bless you and good night <laughs>